Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Bible in Life. Once again, I am so grateful for you and so glad that we can spend some time together looking at Scripture and talking about things related to following Jesus. So thanks for joining me on The Bible in Life podcast. And if you're new, if you're first time on this episode or here recently just joining the Bible in Life family, thank you so much for being a part of the, the crew and thank you for being a part of this family. And I pray that this podcast is helpful to you in growing in your walk of faith, in understanding Jesus and understanding the Bible more so that we can all know God more and we can follow Jesus better. That's really what we're after. My my heart, my soul behind this is that I can teach the Bible in such a way that it's like blue jeans theology. It's theology for everyday life so that we can know God and we can follow Jesus and that we can learn and live the Bible together. So that's the goal. And I'm just grateful for you for being a part of this. And uh, just a couple other resources that I might mention to you that uh, might be helpful to you. On my website, I've got uh, just some free resources. I have uh, under the More tab on my uh, website, I've got a little thing that just says Understand and Apply the Bible. And it's really a seven-step guide to how you can study and read the Bible yourself so that you can understand it and thus apply it to your life. So there's that. And then right there on my homepage, I have a little bundle of resources that's all related to the same thing. It gives you a Bible reading plan. It's three short videos that uh, will help you understand how to put together your own personal Bible reading uh plan and why you should do that and just a way to pray through scripture as well as a little two-page document that'll kind of give you at least the basics for understanding and applying the Bible to your life. So some free resources that uh, I would encourage you to check out if you're just trying to figure out how to really read the Bible, understand it, how to have your own Bible reading plan. You can check those resources out right there on my website. So all right, over the next few episodes of the podcast, what I want to do is I want to answer some questions that have been sent in by uh, listeners to the show over the last, uh, really, some of these go back about a month, month and a half, and I've just kind of been collecting these questions that people have asked. I was like, man, that's a good question. Let's check that out. Posted on my Instagram the other day, see if anyone else had any questions. And so, got a handful of questions, and I'm going to actually start this episode with the very first question I got uh, a month or so, a couple months ago. And then we'll kind of go from there. And there's really a host of great questions that have come in. Um, The one we'll look at today has to do with the armor of God. What exactly is that? How do we put that on since that's what we're told to do? Questions about uh, once saved, always saved, and how do we really understand that? And questions about um, at the end of Jesus' life on the cross where he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What does that mean? And did God really forsake him? Or is there something more to it than that? And how does that play out? Questions about... What is the church really supposed to be like, and how should the church really be organized and function? Questions about, um, uh, can women be pastors, and why do some New Testament passages make it sound like they can, and some make it sound like they can't? And um, Even a question uh, about uh, biblical support for um, suicide, and does that mean you automatically go to hell, and, and or is that just a bad church tradition, and what does the Bible actually say about that? And so, man, just questions of all different kinds here that we will wrestle with over the next few episodes. So I think there'll be some really good stuff for us to thinking through Scripture, thinking through how to study Scripture, and thinking through how to apply Scripture to our life and dealing with some really important questions. So let's jump into uh, the topic for today, the question for today is this question about the armor of God. And 
the person who sent this question in asked, um, what exactly is the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and how do we put it on? Um, and how do we put it on particularly in order to stand firm since that's the main point of the text? And so let's walk down through Ephesians chapter 6 just for a little bit and try to figure out what's going on here with this armor of God passage. It's Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 17 if you're not familiar with it. I remember when my kids were small they had to memorize this a passage for, I believe it was for school, and my son was really struggling memorizing this armor of God passage. For whatever reason, all the details wouldn't stick with him. And he's a fairly visual guy, and so we actually had a little armor outfit that he had used for Halloween or something here at the house, and I just started dressing him up in each piece of the armor that he had and then labeling what it was, and all of a sudden the lights came on and it stuck with him what we're dealing with. And, and what Paul really does in this passage is uh, when Paul writes this, he's in prison, presumably with Roman soldiers around him. And so he he takes kind of this imagery of the armor of a Roman soldier that was familiar all throughout the empire. I mean, Roman soldiers were stationed in every major city. They were all over the empire. And so everyone knew what a what you know what armor looked like, what a Roman soldier wore. And so he took this imagery of uh, the Roman armor and then labeled it with Christian truths and described it as the armor of God. And and so we need to, as we wrestle with this text, we need to make sure we sort out the imagery from the point of the imagery. In fact, every time we're studying the Bible and we come to texts that use imagery, whether it's in the Psalms or other Hebrew poetry, whether it's in passages like this, we need to say, okay, what's the image and what's the point of the image? And that's the same here with the armor of God. And so let me just read you the whole text, uh, 13 through 17, where he describes the armor. And then we'll just kind of go back and make some observations about it. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13, 6, yeah, Ephesians 6, 13 through 17 says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, and then he gets into the imagery, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all that, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So that's the passage where he describes this. And notice that the point really is to stand firm. In fact, if you go back to verse 10, he mentions it in verse 10 and 11, the idea of standing firm. And then he says it here in verse 13 and 14, stand firm. And again, stand firm. And so three times he mentions this idea of standing firm. And in fact, the the word resist is kind of related to that it has to do with just like hold your ground in the evil day, right? And so it's, it's this idea of standing firm, being planted. How do you do that? Well, the advice Paul gives us here is, well, you do that by taking up the armor of God. And he lists off various parts of the Roman armor. So the idea of the belt, having girded your loins with truth, that's just old language, but uh, put on the belt is the idea. The thing that holds the whole armor together was this leather belt. And so it's this belt of truth. And then having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that 
that kind of theirs was made out of hardened leather that they would put over their uh, their chest and over kind of their heart and some of their vitals to protect their vitals and so put on the breastplate of righteousness shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace again old language there in the way, in this translation shod your feet means put on your shoes right put on your shoes with the preparation of the gospel of peace so the footwear of the soldier right put that on um taking up the shield, so the Roman shield, right? Take up a shield. We know what that is, the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. So use the use the shield. He picks out one specific attack of the devil, the evil one, flaming arrows, uses that imagery for good dramatic effect. Take up the helmet of salvation, and so the helmet on your head of salvation. And then uh, Roman armor always included a sword, and so the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that's the image, this, this military imagery. But the, the most important thing to pay attention to is the, the point of the image. And so the question asked, what is the armor of God? Well, the armor really isn't so important as the point of the armor. So the belt of truth, gird your loins with the truth. The truth about God, the truth about Jesus, the truth about the world, the truth about yourself. That one of the, the, the major things the devil uses, the evil one uses, to lead us away from God and to lead us into to, to temptation is deception, error, and lies. Right? Deception, error, and lies. And so if we're going to uh, live for Jesus and follow Jesus, we have to replace falsehood with truth. And so we need to know the truth about God or the truth about Jesus, the truth about the world, the truth about myself. So that's that's the key thing there, truth. The breastplate of righteousness. That's the point of the imagery, righteousness. And it's not clear exactly which righteousness Paul has in mind. And in some ways, it doesn't really matter. It's probably both. But um, the the idea of righteousness, we need to understand that. What does righteousness mean in the New Testament? And righteousness has the idea of being justified, being declared right or righteous, not because we actually are, but because God in Christ forgives our sin, declares us righteous, and thus puts us in a right relationship with himself. So just by virtue of our status of being in Jesus, we are righteous, and then we're called to live out that new status every day and put on that righteousness. And in some ways, probably this breastplate is both of those, right? Like, you you need to remember that you have been declared righteous. You're in a right relationship with God, and thus you have been justified And now you're going to begin living out that new identity. So righteousness. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Like the gospel, like we're we're grounded in the gospel. That's what, that's, you know, our, our shoes take us where we go in life. So everywhere we go and as we go about life, we do so in the gospel, aware of the gospel, living out the gospel, carrying out the gospel, mindful of the gospel for ourselves and for others, and so that it's the gospel of peace, the gospel that has brought peace with God and peace with others, and so we we preach the gospel to ourselves, and we remember that we stand not because of our own goodness, or our own righteousness, but because of what God did for us in Jesus, and that allows us to be gracious and peaceful towards others who wrong us or who wound us because God was so gracious towards us, and so we preach the gospel to ourselves, and we look for opportunities to share the gospel with others. 
Um, we take up the shield of faith, and faith has the idea of our confidence in the integrity of God, our confidence in the that God will keep his word and keep his promises. So we trust him, and we go about our life confident in, in God to keep his word and his promises to us. And the helmet of salvation, knowing the hope that we have, knowing that there is a, a new world coming, knowing that we are saved and God is making all things new and someday we'll make everything right and there will be a new heavens and a new earth in, with righteous, in which righteousness dwells. That's why we did a whole series on this podcast on hope. It's because hope is something that's supposed to drive our life and help us follow Jesus and give us courage and confidence in the midst of a difficult world. And so the helmet of salvation, the hope of our salvation, and then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Spirit is the one who reveals God's Word to us and and God's word, timely word in our life and timely word in our world, man, that is so critical to us. And probably the best way to, to think about the, the word of God is being able to speak God's word into specific situations in our life and remind ourselves of it and having God the Spirit bring God's word to mind and remind us, oh yeah, that's true and that's what we're going to live out. And so the imagery is important, but the the point of the imagery is more important. Don't get lost in the breastplate, the belt, the helmet. Maybe, you know, Paul had specific things in mind by choosing those specific bits of imagery and associating with the point. Um, but he doesn't really make a big deal. I don't think out of that. I think it's better for us to focus on the point. So truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, the word of God. Those are the things that we're to focus on. So what is the armor of God. It's those things. It's, it's the truth of God. It's the righteousness of God. It's the gospel of God. It's faith in God. It's the salvation God has promised. It's the word of God. That's the armor. And that's what we need to put on. Now, how do we do that? How do we put on the, the armor of God? Well, big picture, generally speaking, in order to put the armor of God on, we've got to know those things. We've got to know God's truth. We've got to fill our mind with the truth uh, so that we can resist the deceptions and lies and falsehoods of the devil and of the world around us, right? We have to understand the righteousness of God and what that means and how God has declared us righteous and what, what are God's righteous ways and what would it look like for us to live out those righteous ways? What is the gospel? And so we'll look at like 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 3, where Paul summarizes the gospel in a nutshell. Man, that'll be a good little summary for us. And then we'll be able to review the whole story of the gospel and we'll know how to apply the gospel to our life. Faith, I will know what God has actually promised. We won't believe pop Christian means and weird Christian ideas. We'll fill our mind with the truth from God, and so we'll know God's actual promises, that, and we'll, we'll trust in those promises to us. And um, The hope of salvation, we'll understand the hope we have and, and what God is planning for his people and a new heavens and a new earth and justice being brought to this world and everything being made right. And we'll fill our mind with those sorts of things. And then the word of God. We'll, we'll know God's word and we will know how to apply God's word to specific circumstances to our lives. That, in a big picture level, that's how we put on the armor of God as we fill our mind with these things. We, we know these things in our heart. Our soul, our mind is full of all these things. 
All right, now, more specifically then, how do we put that on? Well, obviously, as we're growing in our understanding of, of God and God's ways and God's truth and all of this stuff, that, that gives life to this specific passage. And so we could pray through the armor while we're, while we're getting ready in the morning and just almost mentally as we're getting dressed, we're praying through the armor and we're reminding ourselves it's not just the clothes I'm actually putting on, but it's these things. It's the truth of God, the righteousness of God, my faith in God, and that my salvation that God has given. We're praying through this passage. So we memorize this passage and we pray through through this passage and we list off the armor in prayer and just say, God, help me by your grace to live in your truth and in your righteousness and in the salvation you've given to me today. And so we can pray through the armor very practically and specifically. Another uh, specific way we can put on, say, a specific piece of the armor, say like the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, think of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 being tempted by the devil. And what did he do? Well, he, re- he replied to the devil's false temptations and lies and deceptions and half-truths with a quote from Scripture. And he knew the Scriptures. So now he was able to use the Scriptures uh, uh, in a very timely sort of way and speak them to to his situation so that he could live that out. And so we use the scripture. We put on the the sword of the spirit by being able to apply the scriptures to the specific circumstances of our life or to combat temptation in our life. Um, or again, the gospel. We put on the gospel by, in the midst of our circumstances, reminding ourselves of the truth of the gospel and reminding ourselves that when the, when the devil accuses us, or we accuse ourselves, or we begin to beat ourselves up for our shortcomings, we remind ourselves of the fact that God so loved the world, including me, that he sent his one and only son, and God literally loved us to death. And so we remind ourselves of the truth of the gospel. And so we put on the armor of God by basically living out these things in our life. The truth of God, the righteousness of God, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, our faith in God. We remind ourselves of God, God's promises, and that's how we put it on. And so this idea of the armor of God is very, very powerful because the things Paul is listing off here are the centerpieces of our faith, and if we will live those things out, man, it will, it will drive our life and help us to be strong so that, the whole point, we can stand firm. In the midst of a world where... Um, Things are hard and difficult. We can stand firm. In fact, he says our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. It's against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That that there are spiritual forces arrayed against us as God's people, and they want to destroy us, and they want to attack and harm us. And the more we're full of the truth of God, the more we're full of the, the hope of our salvation, the more we trust in the promises of God, the more we'll be able to stand firm. And that's Paul's goal for us in this text. So there you have it. There's the armor of God is focus on the point of the image, the truth, righteousness, gospel, faith, salvation, and the word of God. Focus on those things and begin to let those things shape your thinking shape your heart, shape your soul so that you live those things out, and that'll help you to stand firm, as he says, in the evil day. Uh, And we can resist and stand firm and be faithful to Jesus. All right, that's 
in a lot of ways, easier taught and easier said than done. And man, we need to pray for each other so that we can stand firm. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. In fact, this passage actually ends in verse 18 with with Paul going on and talking about praying at all times in every kind of prayer for all God's people. So let's pray for each other that we can stand firm because it's easy for me to teach on this text, but the devil attacks me just as well. The spiritual forces of wickedness, man, they're out to get us. And so pray for me and I'll pray for you that we would be able to stand firm. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode of The Bible and Life. I look forward to wrestling with more of these questions that listeners have sent in. And if you have a question that you would like me to take up either on this series of questions or in future series, uh, shoot me an email, direct message me on Instagram. Let me know your question. I would love to, to hear what you're thinking, hear what you're wrestling with. And as always, thanks again for all your support, all your encouragement. Those of you who donate through the donate button on my website or who are patrons through my Patreon page, may God bless you for your generous support of this ministry. May God bless you and strengthen you so that you can walk by faith, you can follow Jesus, and you can please God in every way. We'll talk again soon.